Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Continue today about this series on seasons. Now, I'm not talking about your Netflix season, okay? I'm talking about how to get through life's seasons. And, and here's, here's the thought. What you go through doesn't grow you. How you respond to what you go through is what grows you. I'll say it one more time. What you go through does not, doesn't grow you. How you respond to what you go through is what will grow you. Because two people can go through the exact same season— One will come out bitter, the other will come out wiser. The difference is the perspective and how we respond to those seasons. And I felt God talked to me a couple weeks ago to teach our church about how to navigate seasons. Because if you don't discern the season properly, then it will actually affect you and hurt you when it was meant to help you. Because in every season, there is always an opportunity. There's always a moment that God is trying to teach us. God will never waste a season. It doesn't matter if it's a winter season, a hot season, a cold season, just like the physical, every season is needed. Every season we go through is needed to develop our faith and to become the people God has called us to be. And God will always send us not what we want. He'll always send us the season that we need. I felt that. Someone just put a good amen right there. I know you don't like it, but it's the truth. God will always send you the season you want. He always sends you the seasons you need to become the person God wants. I already feel like I'm preaching already. Come on now. And so I got with me today as I get into the word, uh, my, my, the worship team is going to shout it down from the back. What's up, guys? Let's go. Come Come on now. And so I feel the, the support. Amen. But uh, I'm excited to do it. So get your Bibles. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 1. Our online campus team is going to put there in the comment section our message outline so you can follow along with me. I got a few points today, a lot of supporting scripture, and we're going to jump into this word. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, beginning in verse number 1. I'm going to read two passages here that have been our foundational text, and we got tons of supporting scripture today, but they're going to put the link there, and don't forget to press that share button. Come on now. Ecclesiastes 3.1, the Bible says this. It says, to everything there is a what? A season. Someone say, it's just a season. Come on, tell them. It's just a season. It's just a season. It says, to everything there is a season, a time for every what? Purpose or activity under heaven. It says in verse 2, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted. In other words, to reap the harvest. So there's a season of sowing and there's a season of reaping. And let me just declare this right now. Many of you, you're in a season of sowing right now. And let me tell you, even though you're sowing tears, you're like, Pastor, I wish I had finances. The Bible says if you sow in tears, you're going to reap in joy. Though you sow in hurt, watch while God returns everything back. And whenever God returns to you what you sowed, He never gives you back what you lost. He always gives you back more than what you lost. So whatever you feel you're losing, God is faithful to bring us back more. Come on, shout amen. I want to talk today. The uh, the title of my message is simple because I want it to really capture your heart, but three ways to get through a tough season. Three ways to get through a tough season. Now, these are not the only three ways. These are just three ways that I felt God told me to give to our church family about how to get through tough seasons. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today. We prayed many times through this service And God, I'm grateful that we do because you said that your house should be called a house of prayer. And so, Father, we hearken our countenance to you and we ask you once again, God, to hear our cries, hear our prayers. And Father, we just lift up right now all those that have been affected by this pandemic. 
whether physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually. Jesus, I pray that you, Father, would minister to their hearts. And as we dive into your word, build us up so that we can become the men and women you called us to be. Give me the grace to teach this message and to help us help every person watching right now discern and navigate this season properly. In Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people say amen and amen. Come on, so, so good. Come on, someone just write in the comments, say, it's just a season. Come on, tell them, say, it's just a season. Amen. I want to talk to you again, like I said, and continue this, this message about seasons. Now, this is so important. I'm just going to recap a little bit of what, what I left off when I, I started two weeks ago, this series, and I'm going to jump right in to today's uh, thought process and word that God gave me. But I mentioned to you that the Bible tells us it's a promise from God. This isn't a, a, a negative verse. This is actually a very positive verse because the Bible tells us that everything has a season. Now, that's a blessing. That, that's, that's not a bad thing. That's a blessing. Because if everything is seasonal or everything has a season, that means that whatever I go through, I can adopt this mindset that whatever I'm going through is not permanent. And that's a blessing when it's something difficult. Now, when it's something difficult that we're going through, I realize it's not permanent. So if you're suffering some type of effect from this global pandemic, you should be encouraged knowing that this is not permanent. If you lost your job, it's not permanent. If, if you feel like, like you're going through some, some, some isolation, it's not permanent because the Bible says it's just a season. If, if, if you feel like, like right now, uh, maybe your business has sales have gone down, recognize it's just a season. If you kind of feel like, man, right now my, my house is on high alert and everybody's kind of like on each other's nerves, it's just a season. Come on, somebody. We're going to get out soon, right? You know what I mean? It's just a season. And so we got to recognize that it's a promise for God that it's just a season. Now, I mentioned to you, and I want to bring back this one point from a few weeks ago. Then, like I said, let me just recap for 30, about 60 seconds here, and I'm going to slide into today's teaching. But I mentioned to you that the Bible says that to everything there is a what? Season. I want you to notice that it didn't say to everything there's a reason. Now, why is that important? Is because you might not always know the reason for that season, but the Bible does say that in time we'll know the purpose. Put up verse one for me if you can, team. But the Bible says that to everything there is a season, Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, and for every, and a time for every what? Purpose. So meaning you may never know the reason for that season, but if you give it some time, you're going to know the purpose. And I don't know about you, but I've many times where I'm like, why did this happen? You know what? I don't know why there's COVID-19. I don't know why all this took place, but I do know that every disease is from the pit of hell. God does not want us to, to, to be in any type, of, any type of COVID or none of that. But here's what I do know is although I may never know the reason, I will know the purpose. And if God says that there's a purpose, then I don't know about you, but that's how I want to live. I want to live by purpose, right? I don't want to live by reason. Why? Because reason is limited. Reasoning is futile. My, my human reasoning can, my, my, my finite mind, if everything had to make sense to me, it ain't going to be very, very, very complex. It's going to be very simple, you know? But if I can live by purpose, that's how I want to live. I want to live by purpose. Now, I think that in this COVID, you know, this pandemic that's going on, there's one thing you can say, I know there's a purpose. In fact, I want you to say this right now. Say, I know there's a purpose. And we almost even got to accept that we may never fully know the reason why it happened, but I can know the purpose. And I think the purpose is revealing itself. I, I think it's slowly revealing itself 
as to why this took place. And here's one of the things for me that I've come to realize is I recognize that what I thought was important was not as important as I thought it was. <laughs> you know, like a lot of the extras that I thought was so important, I now recognize, you know what? That was not as important as I thought it was. You know, I'm recognizing I have more time at home with my family. I have more time to, to be able to read and more time to be able to do other stuff. And I'm going, you know what? My life had so many extras. And so God, I thank you for this simplification. And amen, where I thank you that things are being simplified. And, and again, I think slowly but surely, Things are revealing its purpose to us. Now, one of the most difficult things, let me slide into today's teaching, is recognizing that purpose. Because when it comes to understanding that purpose, let's be honest. I mean, you're like, Pastor, I know there's a purpose, but can it hurry up? <laughs> like, Lord, can you hear me tell me this purpose? Because right now I'm feeling the pain, you know what I'm saying? But, but there's a purpose. And, and so I want to talk today about how to get through the tough season. Because I've seen so many people give up in the middle of their season and never recognize the purpose. Because God always operates at a purpose, not at a leaving us under confusion. And so here, here's what I wanna tell you. How do we get through a tough season? Write this down, uh, point number one of how we get through a tough season. Here's, how, here's some truths about getting through a tough season. Number one is this, we have to learn to survive some seasons to thrive in the next season. Okay, let me break this down. How do you and I get through tough seasons? Is we've got to learn, we got to recognize that in some seasons, I just got to survive it so that I can thrive in the next season. Some seasons, you're like, man, I'm just surviving right now. I'm just, I'm, there are some times in life I feel like I'm running. There are some times in life I feel like I'm walking. And there are other times in life I feel like I'm crawling. Where I'm like, and then can I get a little more real? And there are some times in my life, I'm like, I'm just trying not to lose ground. Like, I don't even feel like I'm going forward. But what I do know is that as long as I don't go backward, I'm still going forward. Does that make sense? Come on, talk to me, somebody. And so some seasons, it's not so much that I'm not gaining ground, it's that I'm not going to lose ground. I'm not going to go backwards in my faith. I'm not going to go backwards in how far God has brought me. But and some, sometimes my, 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 my season is I just got to hold my ground. As the Bible says, if you've done everything to stand firm, stand firm then with the full armor of God, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes, the belt, all of it, and says so that we can fight the wiles of the enemy. And so some seasons we got to survive it in order to thrive in the next season. Okay, let's make this sense in the physical sense. When it comes to like winter, when it's cold, how many know that the name of the game is to stay warm, right? And vice versa. When it's hot, the name of the game is to stay cool. I don't know about you, but it's always like when the heat wave comes, my AC breaks on my car. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, really? Now you got to break down in my car? You know? But, but the name of the game in a physical season is to simply survive it. So when it's really cold, you're like, I'm just trying to stay warm because I know a hot day's coming the warm day's coming. You know that on a rainy day, I just got to stay dry because I know the clouds are going to go. You know that on, a, that, on a, that on a hot day, you're just trying to stay cool and fan yourself. Why? Because you know that the name of the game is just to survive that moment so that you can get to the next moment. If you can get that mentality in tough seasons, if you can get that mentality during this pandemic, that you recognize that this is just a season, that this is not going to, I'm not going to name my life by a season. 
Even if the eight metaphorical AC breaks down, even if the metaphorical, you know, things are breaking down, even if I feel like I'm breaking down, even if I feel like my emotions are breaking down, even if I feel like I can't, I feel the heat of what I'm going through or I feel the coldness of what's happening is I know that if I could just survive, if I could just stay in prayer, stay in worship, if I could just stay connected, if I could just outlast the devil, if I could just say, devil, I ain't going to throw in the towel right now, but I'm going to survive it so I can thrive it in the next season. Come on, somebody shout amen. As a matter of fact, t- tell someone in the comments, say, say I'm going to thrive. <laughs> Just say, I'm going to thrive in the next season. It's all right. That's right. In the next season, in Jesus' name. And so we got to, now let me see what the Bible says here. In Habakkuk chapter 2, in verse number 3, watch what the Bible says. The Bible says, for the vision is yet for what? In a point of time. New King James Version. It says, the vision is for an appointed time. It says, but in the end, it will what? Speak. And it will not lie, though it tarries. I love this verse. It says what? Wait for it. Come on, tell someone, wait for it. Come on, say, wait for it. It says, wait for it. In other words, do you you catch the thought process God has shown us here? He's saying, although it's taking time, and although you feel like, man, this season is like slower than molasses on a cold day. That's old school I'm saying. You know, you're like, what's that? Just don't worry about it. Okay, you know, you feel like it's moving slow. You know, like, whoa, the Bible says, though it tarries, though you feel like this, this metaphorical proverbial heat wave on your life or this, this trial, though you feel, it says, though it tarries, he says, wait for it because God is faithful to his word. If he said all things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose and by God wait for him to put it together if you if you spend an hour putting together a physical puzzle why won't you spend an hour in prayer letting God put the puzzle of your life together God has every piece that he wants to put together for our lives he says Terry watch this lesson because it will what surely come and it will not tarry in other words God says I am bringing it to your life now the Bible tells us that it's for an appointed time. Now, now, man, I'm telling you right now, don't miss next Sunday. I know it's a shameless plug, but, but I ha- actually was going to preach a different message today that God told me to preach that one next week because I had to put this one this week. And, and I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to layer this like a five-layer cake. Come on, somebody, okay? And so, so, so he says, tarry because though it tarries, it's going to come. So we have to discern that a tough season does not determine the season of my life. So just because, watch this now, I'm surviving right now, because I feel this, I know I'm talking to, to somebody. You feel like you're just, you know, surviving. Whoa, living on a prayer. You're like, I'm just surviving. You, you, you feel like, is maybe because I'm just surviving that I'm not gonna make it? No, 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 listen. Just because you're surviving doesn't mean you're not on your way to thriving. You gotta activate your faith. You see, there are some seasons in my life that I've had to survive in order to thrive in other seasons. There are some cold and rainy seasons I've had to survive so I could see the clear days. I could see clearly now. I've got songs today. Come on, somebody. What's going on? Back me up, keyboards. All right. (laughs) There are some rainy days I had to survive so I could see the clear days. There are some cold days I had to survive so I can experience the good days. There are some hot days. Man, there's some moments things got heated in my life, in my marriage last week. Just kidding, come on somebody. There are things got heated, but I had to keep it cool 
so I can enjoy the future harvest. There have been some dry days. I'm talking sometimes I felt like I was drier than the chicken they fed me. Come on now. But I had to survive those dry days so I can experience the moments of refreshing. I'm trying to tell you what the scripture is saying. Though it tarries, wait for it. It's for an appointed time. God knows when he wants to release what he wants to release. But it's not just, I feel this. I, I feel the Holy Ghost. That's right. I said the Holy Ghost. Come on. It's the Holy Spirit. Same thing. But I feel the presence of God. It's, here's what I feel. It's not that God can't release it. It's maybe God is trying to make you into the person who can be able to handle what he wants to release in the next season. But he got to put it to you in this seat. Come on, somebody. So that you can handle that in Jesus' name. I'm going to tell you right now, that's why it's called in the physical weather, because there are some things you got to weather. In fact, if you're married sitting next to your spouse, just say this, we're going to weather this, baby. Say that, we're going we're gonna to weather it, baby. My wife's in the front row, we're going to weather this, baby. Come on, we're going to weather this, baby. We're going to weather it. We're going to weather it. We're, we're, we're going to weather this. We, I'm not going to stay stuck in this season. So I got to recognize that in this. Now, here, here's, a, here's some real talk. You know, that's the only time talk I know how to give. Here's some real talk. In my personal life, you want to know the secret to, to me being able to, to stand still today and preach the gospel and, and to still be married? You want to know why? Because I'm a survivor, man. <laughs> that's just real talk. I've learned how to survive, which has led me into moments to thrive in revival. Now, just because you're surviving doesn't mean you're not thriving. You're just on your way in the next season. But I've learned. I've learned to survive a father wound when my dad walked out of my family. I've learned to, to not throw in the towel on that season and then walk around as a victim for the rest of my life and then go into the next season wearing the previous season. Here's the secret. I've survived. I'm telling you right. I'm a survivor. I got music today. I'm a survivor. Come on. That's just a real talk. I've learned to survive, man. I've learned to just say, you know, I'm not going to bury myself in this season. This is not Josiah's tombstone. This is a stepping stone. I've learned to recognize that this is not the moment. No, devil, you ain't going to read off my eulogy right now. I ain't done. God ain't done with me. Absolutely not. I recognize that I've learned to survive a father. I've learned to survive abuse. I've learned to survive people demeaning me. I've learned to survive people profiling me. I've learned to survive people saying you're too young for God to use you. I've learned to survive people telling me you don't ain't got the education. I've learned to survive the negativity. I've learned to survive the attacks of the devil. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you got to learn to survive some seasons to make it into a season of thriving. And I'm telling you right now, baby, we are stepping into a season of thriving. Come on, somebody shout amen. Tell someone, say, I might be surviving, but it don't mean I'm not on my way to thriving. Don't judge me by the season I'm in <laughs> because God is using me. What season have you got to learn to survive? So let me ask you a couple questions. I always like asking questions. I'm just here to ask questions today. Let me ask you a question. Have you learned to survive some things? And here's the question. Here's the question. Will you survive? <laughs> now I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. I want to thrive. Say amen. I want to thrive. 
And so we want to make sure that we set up our lives to do this. Here's this verse in Habakkuk. I mean, I like Habakkuk today. Habakkuk, you're my friend today. Habakkuk chapter 3, 17 and 19. Watch what the Bible says. This is a prophetic verse. This is going to encourage somebody. Get your highlighter out. Get, 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 come on, get ready for this one. Highlight this one in your U version. Highlight this one in your Bible. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. You're like, I don't know this book of Habakkuk. It's in the Old Testament. Come on, Habakkuk. Okay, here it goes. The Bible reads like this. It says, though the fig tree does not bud. It's not talking about that type. It's another type. Come on. It says, but... God, watch out for today, you know what I'm saying? It's a fig tree, okay? Though the fig tree does not bud, and though there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, it says, though there are no sheep in the pen, no dollars in the bank account, come on, and though there are no cattle in the stalls, Watch how he says there's no fruit, there's no, no fig buds, okay? There's no food, there's no sheep, there's no cattle. That means there's no milk. It's like, there, he says, verse 18, here's what he says. Get ready for this one. He says, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Can you in this season say, yet will I rejoice? In other words, it is my choice to rejoice. Yet will I worship God. I'm going to put a zipper on my own mouth. I ain't going to complain. I am going to praise. I'm going to worship because I know that although I may have to survive this season, I'm going to thrive in the next season. Can I get a good amen? Talk to me, somebody. We're going to thrive. Verse 19, I ain't done with you yet. Watch this now. Here's the Bible says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of deer, and he enables me to tread on the heights. In other words, he takes me to new heights, new levels, and new places. He lets me jump like a deer. Doe, a deer. A I got all kinds of, okay, point number two. Here's the second way to make it through. I'm singing today. Come on, I don't know what's going on. I'm just ready to worship God. Point number two, write this down. How do I get through tough seasons? Here's how. Listen to me now. I'm looking right at this camera, and I feel like I'm looking right into some of your eyes right now. Never quit in a season. Listen to me. Please listen to me. Never quit in a season. In fact, if I can, it's my point, so I'll rework my own point. Never quit in a tough season. Never quit in any season, but never quit in the middle of a season. Don't do it. Don't quit. Because wherever you quit is where you get stuck. Don't quit. Don't quit in a season. I mean, could you imagine if like, where are my Lakers fans at? Come on, now that's right, Lakers, there we go. Can you imagine if like halfway in the middle of the season, the team, you know, the team was like, that's it, I quit, we're not coming out. I'd be like, really? You still got a season left. Now, I don't know about you, but even when the score is down, I ain't going out like that. If I'm going out, I'm going out with a fight. Come on, who am I talking to? Where am I, come on, come on, fellas. Some of y'all, you know, and ladies too, you know, take my earrings off. You know, you're like, I'm going out with a fight. I ain't quitting like that. Never quit in a season. Don't do it. Don't you, don't you quit in the middle of a season. I love what Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 says. Paul the apostle writes this to the church and the body of believers. And this is what he says to encourage them. He says, being confident of this, that he who began what type of work? A what type of work? Now, now let me just, he says, who began a good work where? In you. Let me encourage you for a moment. Do you believe you're a good work? 
Do you believe your good work? In fact, say, I'm a good work. Say it again. Say, I'm a good work. In fact, look at someone and tell them and remind them, say, I'm a good work. I know you think I'm something else, but I'm a good work. He says, he began a good work in you. I know you think that what's working ain't working, but God says, no, I'm working and I'm working on you and you're a good work in Christ Jesus. And I love how this verse says, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That means that if that, you know what this verse says? Let me sum it up like this. God ain't quitting on you. He says he's going to bring it to completion. What is he saying? He's saying, hey, listen, I know you feel like, like right now it's an in-between season or you feel like things are all construction site, but God says I'm committed to completing you. And God can't complete you if you quit on him. He says I will complete it, a good work in you. God is committed to developing us in every season. See, you must never quit in a season of hurt, never quit in a season of bitterness, never quit in a season of loss, never quit in a season of divorce, never quit in a season of unforgiveness, never quit in a season of sickness, never quit in a season of rejection, never quit in a season of business failure, never quit in any season. Hold on to God and he will bring his faithfulness. Somebody shout amen. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Watch what the Bible says here as I'm landing the plane. The Bible says, it says, let us not, watch this now, let us not become weary in doing what? Good. Notice the Bible says, don't become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we what? Do not give up. The only don't do in the Bible is don't give up. Do not give up. He says, don't grow weary and don't give up. That means don't get tired of being faithful to the Lord. It's worth the fight. Don't you get tired of worshiping. Don't you get tired of seeking God. Don't you get tired of, of, of seeing what God is. I know, I, know, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Some stuff you're going to learn to just kind of peel away, you know, the negative news and all that stuff. But, man, I'm not going to grow weary in doing good because I know at the proper time, at the pro someone say proper time, I'm going to reap a harvest. But look at the caveat here. If you do not give up. The point is this, if you quit, that's the only way you lose. God says he is faithful to bring us into completion. So he says, oh, I got a harvest for you. You're just, the harvest, it's not that, that, that it's not there. He says, you just got to make it through the season to get to the harvest. See, every, every farmer knows this, that they know that the way to see a harvest is to make it through the crop season. And the Bible was written with a very agricultural mindset that when we sow, you don't always reap in the same season you sow. So when I sow in one season, they don't expect the harvest in the same season they sow. So when I am living for God, God has to bring a season and I see the harvest in the next season. But if I quit, then I'll never see that. Now, I'm going to tell you one of the detriments. I've now been pastoring Freedom House Church this August. In a few months will be 12 years. 12 years. I'm almost a teenager in pastoring. Come on, somebody. Amen. Just kidding. 12 years. Decade of, over a decade of my life. Over 10 years. 12 years I've been pastoring Freedom House Church. And in the 12 years, I have to tell you that the most detrimental thing that I see is when I see people so into their relationship with God, but they quit in the tough season. They're not they don't make it to the harvest season. They're so faithful to God, 
on fire for a year, on fire for six months, on fire for four or five years. And they worked so hard and then they quit. And it was like, you have no idea you, your harvest was on its way. It's, it's I see cycles. Is they metaphorically pluck out their own harvest. And they come back and, and it's like a yoga relationship with God. You got to recognize I ain't going to give up on my harvest. I've sown too much in my life. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not going to go back to where I used to be. I don't know about you, but I fought hard to get to this place. That's why I tell my wife, I've been married 16 years. There's too much invested in this. Come on, baby. You can't leave me because I'll go with you. Let's go. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? We put too much time up in this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's this. I ain't giving up on my harvest. I don't care what COVID, I don't care what the devil comes up with next. I ain't giving up to the harvest of legacy in my life. I'm not giving up the harvest that I know that God said he will bring to my life. If I remain faithful to him, he'll be faithful to me. And ain't no devil, ain't no disease, ain't no pandemic, ain't no shutdown going to make me throw in the towel on my faith. I am going to hold on to the promises of God. I'm going to worship in the rain. I'm going to worship in the hot season. I'm going to worship in the cold season. And even when it gets cold, I'm going to have to let go of some lukewarm Christians because I got to stay on fire for God and not let nobody try to get my put fire come on put out my fire or put shade on my shine can I get an amen talk to me somebody all right amen don't don't call nobody a lukewarm Christian okay be careful all right but you know what I mean in a cold season I can't be hanging around with lukewarm Christians let's talk about that for a moment because then what's on them will get on me I can't afford I gotta stay on fire for God in a cold season I can be messing around with lukewarm Christians you're all you know oh, nothing gonna happen I'm, no, I don't know about you God's faithful I've sown too much. I, I, I've served God. I've been through too much hell to give up now. Come on now. I love what one person once told me. you got to learn just to outlast the devil. Come <laughs> on, somebody. Outlast the devil, which leads me to my last and final point. Write this down. This is how God has set up seasons. Recognize that seasons reward survivors. Seasons reward the survivors. God has put it into his principles and into his laws, his spiritual laws, that those who can be faithful during the tough seasons, those are the ones he rewards with his goodness, his blessing. And those are the ones that get to see the harvest of what God has planned. Someone say seasons. <laughs> Here's what the Bible says like this in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Because I know how some of y'all think, what do you mean God, he rewards you? Here's what the Bible says. Hebrews 11, 6. The Bible says, and without faith, it is what? Impossible to please who? Let's just stop right there. I'm trying to please God in this season. That's why I feel in this season, like I mentioned with our whole reopening plan, I'm trying to please God. I'm not trying to please man. I'm not trying to please government. I'm listening, God, what do you want us to do? And I'm okay with the whole, you know, what we've done, safer home, like I mentioned, is biblical. When the plagues during the, during, the, the, uh, during the Ten Commandments came, they were safer at home for a season. And, and I'm okay with that. But I'm going to tell you what, when it's time to come back, I'm going to listen to God. I don't care what anybody says. God, what do you tell us? That's what I'm going to do. That's how this church was built. That's how this church was started. And that's how this church is going to continue. Can I get a good amen? But without faith, it is impossible to please God. I want you to notice this. And whenever the Bible says something is impossible, pay attention. That means that if I am not activating my faith, that there's no way I can please my God. During this season, it is imperative to your spiritual survival, which will lead you to your spiritual thriving, is to make sure that you're operating out of faith, not out of fear and not out of doubt. 
I, I am going to activate my faith. Why? Because the Bible says that my faith is what pleases God. God looks at my faith. And I'm going to tell you in this season, look at, listen to me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me right here, right at this camera, look at me. In this season, you can lose your, your girlfriend. In this season, you can lose your boyfriend. In this season, you might have lost your job. You might have lost your dog. Your cat might have ran away. That's going to take a lot for them, right? But you might have lost your goldfish. Listen to me. You might have lost a friend. You might have lost, you know, some situation. You might have lost a car. You might have lost a house. But listen to me. Don't you lose your faith. If you lose your faith, then you lose your future. If you lose your faith, then failure will become fatal. If you lose your faith, then you'll never get out to where God wants to take you. I need to activate my faith now more than ever because I'm going to get through this tough season. Come on, it ain't always going to rain. It ain't always going to be hot. It ain't always going to be cold. But I'm going to activate my faith because when I got my faith, I still got a future. But if I lose my faith, then I lost my future. And I ain't going to lose the future that God has for me. Come on, somebody. Say, I'm not going to lose my faith in Jesus' name. I ain't going to lose it. Because if I lose my faith, then I lose my future. And if there's one person that I want to make sure I'm pleasing in every season, is I'm going to make sure I'm pleasing God. And if I'm going to please God, then I've got to activate my faith. Please in every season. Now let's read on this verse. There's so much meat and potatoes in this verse. It says, and without faith, let me just stop. Let me just say this. That is one place I never want to live without faith. Make it a point in your prayer life. Say, God, don't ever let me live in a space without faith. Because if I lose my faith, I lose my future. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone, someone shout anyone. That means anyone who comes to who? Him. Watch the predication, the predicated of this, this verse says, must believe that he exists. In other words, that the reason why I can't lose my faith is because God exists. And if God exists, then I have faith in him. That means he's going to take care of my future. I believe he exists. And watch this last sentence, what I wanted to get to. And that he rewards those who earnestly what? So, what does God do? He, he, re, what does he do? He what? Okay, see, see, this is where I lose some people because some people are like, oh, that's just a bless me preacher. Read the Bible, man. Okay, that's not me. I'm telling you what the Bible says. The Bible says God rewards those who earnestly seek him. So people say, yeah, but reward. Okay, I'm ready for you. I studied for this message. The word reward in the Greek is a big old word. So let me go to my notes. Okay, the word reward is the Greek word, watch this now, for those taking notes, write this down. It's the Greek word, mestaphodatis. I know I told you, it's a big one. I spoke in tongues right there. Just say that. Mesaphodatis. This word, mesaphodatis, in the Greek, literally means, watch this, honey, to pay wages. That's what it means. So, like, it would be the, the equivalent of when you work a job so many hours, then you get a paycheck. They misafodatis you for your work, for your faithfulness of showing up to work and doing your job. God says he misafodatis rewards those who show up to work for him. He rewards those who were like, God, I didn't sell out on a season. God, I didn't throw my faith away when, when COVID showed up. When Rona came up, I was like, I, I ain't going to throw it away 
on coronavirus. He, he says, I reward, I pay back, I, I literally release the blessing on those who make it through the season. Why? Because God's a rewarder. Say, say God is a rewarder. He wants to reward those who are faithful to him. You see, why does he reward you? Because the Bible says in this last word, those who earnestly seek him. Now, key point here. Don't miss this. Earnestly seek who? Notice it didn't say seek his hand. It said seek who? Him. So the Bible says that in the season when I'm faithful to God, the reason why he rewards me is because through that whole tough season, I was never seeking a blessing. I was seeking him. And God says that when I seek him, he rewards me in the next season. Because I discern that in this season, my faithfulness to God is the most important thing. Let me read you this last verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Y'all love this, but I'm going to go all the way to 13. Watch what the Bible says. Everybody loves this verse. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. We all know that. You got a shirt. You got a coffee mug. You got it on your wall. Come on. All y'all know that verse. It's a beautiful verse. But the problem is we stop right there. The Bible don't stop at verse 11. It goes on to verse number 12. Here's what verse 12 says. Verse 12 says this. It says, then, so he says, I got a plan for you. I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to purpose you. But then he says, then you will call on me and come and pray to who? Me, and I will listen to you. God says, because you know that he has a plan, because you know he has a purpose, that what's going to happen is then you're going to start praying to him, calling to him. Next verse, if you can for me, verse 13, the Bible says, he says, you will pray to me and I will listen to you. Continue if you can on the verse there. It says here, it says, um, verse 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So God says, if you're going to find me, he says, you got to seek me with all of your heart. Verse 13, if you continue reading there. In other words, he says, i got a plan and a purpose. But you want to know when you're going to find me? is when you seek me with all your heart. we got to seek God in this season. How do you make it through tough seasons? Don't miss this. Seek God. Seek God. Seek God more than you're seeking a job. Seek God more than you're seeking friends. Seek God more than you're seeking anything else. Seek God. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, seek God. Then you will find him. But notice it says when you seek him, not with half-hearted seeking him, but with full heart seeking, with your whole heart. Saying, God, I'm going to seek you with all my heart. Best analogy I can give you in seeking God, is you'll never find God with half-hearted prayers. You'll never find God with half-hearted worship. God reveals himself to those that seek him with all of their heart, everything that they have inside of them. You know, I think a lot of times the reason we don't find God is because we're not seeking him with our whole heart. The best analogy I can give you is my son. I, I love this analogy because my son, <clears throat> you know, back when we had taking him to school. That seems like forever ago. <laughs> but when we'd take him to school, my son would always forget his sweater. And I'd always tell him, hey, go get your sweater because it's cold. And when I'd tell him to go get his sweater, he would go into his room and, and, I would, and then come back and say, I can't find it. And I'm like, bro, your sweater is on your bed at the edge of your bed. Go get your sweater. I saw it there when I woke you up in the morning. And he'll go over there. He'll come back and say, dad, I can't find it. And I'm like, this guy, I know your sweater's there because I put it there. 
And so then when I go in the room to find the sweater, guess what? It's there, right where I told him, right? It's always there, you know? You know oh, why do you know it was there? Because he was, this is how, this how my son looks. It's not there. Here, go back. It's not there. I think a lot of times the reason why we don't find God in tough seasons is because we just come like this. He's not there. And you come into worship. He's not there. You come in your Bible. He's not there. You're not going to find him with a half-hearted seeking. God says he reveals himself to those who seek him with all of your heart. What does that mean? That means sometimes you've got to get in your prayer room, put a circle around you, and say, God, I'm not leaving this circle until I feel you, until I hear you, until I sense you, until I get direction, until you speak into my heart and make it crystal clear what i got to do. And watch how God shows up to a heart that is purposed after the heart of of God. Why? Because a broken or contrite heart, God will never resist. The Bible says God is looking for those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. What am I telling you today? God will come to you. What is God looking for? God is not looking for your strength. God is looking for your surrender. He's looking for you to say, God, I surrender. God, I put myself at the feet of Jesus. Would you come into my life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ? I want you to get up right now and begin to worship Him. Come Come on, team. Let's sing this out in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Father, I thank you, Lord. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.